This is Veterans Vigil, and today is Monday, August 6, 2018, the year of our Lord. All right, this is Pat. I'm your point man for our walk in faith with the Lord today. Hope everyone's having a great day out there, or a great evening, just depends where you are. I know right now it's about 2130 in Iraq, it's about 2300 in Afghanistan. Hey, so what's up with that half-hour increment that Afghanistan has? I just don't get that. So many things in Afghanistan that don't make sense. So why even try? All right. Nonetheless, so, hey, you all be well out there. Hope everyone's doing good. Whether you're home, deployed, stay safe and stay sharp. All right. First and foremost, I want to ask, this is uh, following through with uh, our vigil on Friday. I want everyone to please keep my friend Mike Corbelli. He's a Marine I served with back in the 90s. Uh, keep him and his son, Mike, Mike Jr., specifically in your prayers, Okay. Uh, he's still in the hospital, but the good news is, oh, praise the Lord, the good news is that he's doing better, he's recovering, and he's making headway and getting better daily. All right, so let us pray. All right, Lord, we thank you for your hand of protection over the Coberly family, and specifically in the healing of Mike Jr. We know our bodies are delicate, yet amazing entities that you have created, and we glorify you in the way we live daily. You are the greatest protector and guardian of us all, and we put our prayer at the foot of the cross. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Okay, please, I also ask, or I encourage you, uh, if you can take a moment, just take one little moment out, out of your day to send some written prayers to the Coberly family because, you know, it helps to get some good words with fellow believers from our brothers and sisters in Christ. All right, you don't have to know them. You don't have to even know me. You can just be a random, a random person who found Veterans Vigil and write the Coberly family some good words. Okay, where are you going to send them? Send them to my email, pat at veteransvigil.com. That's pat at symbol veteransvigil.com okay and I'll pass them immediately to, to Mike and to his son or I'll send them to Mike and he'll pass them on to his son and his family okay alright thanks so much and uh, for those prayers okay alright so last Friday's podcast speaking of we were uh, or I was talking off the cuff and from the heart uh, I had a different uh, actually today's podcast was supposed to be last Friday uh, but I got the news about Mike's son and I, I wanted it to be meaningful and I wanted to uh, you know, have us, you know, get all of our prayer warriors together so we can pray for them, all right? Uh, one thing I specifically encourage y'all to do, to do was cherish every single moment of every day of your life that you have, okay? Especially with the ones that, are, that you're close to. Because life can be fleeting, as we know. It goes way too quickly. If you've lost loved ones, uh, especially my veterans out there have been to war, uh, you know what that means. So let's continue this thought. Let's continue, continue the thought of how to cherish every moment and every person and every you know gift that we have from the Lord and you know, talk about some ways that we can specifically uh, honor God okay while cherishing those gifts all right so today's podcast title as you see right in front of you keep your weapon clean part two all right it's the second installment of podcast uh, part one which uh, aired on J- January yeah right uh, July 27th July 27th July 27th so if you haven't listened to it yet go back you can go back in the uh, Wayback Machine and uh, you can listen to it. There's no rules or regulations that say you have to listen to it in order. So go back and check it out. All right, so what weapon am I referring to? What, what does that mean? All right, so for my military folks out there, or anyone else that carries a gun for a living, you know the importance of ensuring that your firearm is clean and functional at all times. All right, the more complicated the weapon system is, the more maintenance it takes to keep it working. All right, think about your pistol versus your, your M250 cal machine gun or your Mark 19. 40 millimeter machine gun. All right, pretty complicated weapon systems, those those last two. The pistol, a few parts to break it down, you know, foot strip it, very easy, all right? 
All right. So, <laughs> you know, keeping those machine guns clean, like let's say in Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, pretty difficult. Major pain in your fourth point of contact. All right. Uh, for all you legs out there, that's your uh, that's your behind. All right. All right. Here's the deal. When you need that weapon to work the most, though, it's too late to clean it. It's too late to learn how to use it. It's too late to clean it. When you need it to work, it needs to work. Bottom line. All right. So, um, what about our spiritual weapons? How do we keep those clean? All right. How do we do that? So, to do that, let's start by looking at our heart. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's from 1 Samuel 16.7. 1 Samuel 16.7. Okay? So, what does that mean? What are we talking about here? Well, here's the deal. 13 days ago, uh, if you listen to the podcast part one, I started the uh, 30-day Cleansing for God Challenge. Uh, it's a two-fold challenge. Central, central focus is honoring God, period. Again, this whole, this whole thing, the whole reason I'm here to talk to you, the whole reason we're here is to put God at the center of our lives, okay? All right, I decided on July 25th I was going to make a, some major changes in my life. All right, what does that mean? All right, first and foremost, spiritually, via my heart, for God. All right, well, I've been a believer my entire life. My entire life, grew up in the Catholic Church, etc. I didn't feel I was walking in a path that honored God. I didn't feel I was walking the path that he had intended for me. I just didn't feel it. All right. So I set parameters for myself, and my goal is to meet them every day. And what are those parameters? It's everything from reading the scriptures, uh, helping someone every day in some small or big way, however I can, however God shows me to help someone else. And uh, journaling. I journal my thoughts every morning, or almost every morning. All right, those are my parameters, or those are my goals uh, for a daily basis, spiritually. All right, it's been an amazing journey. I already feel more awake than I ever have in my, my life before. All right, uh, it doesn't come without obstacles and pitfalls. That, that's that I assure you. It, uh, it, it comes with those, and, and then some. All right, but with God's hand of support and His protection around me at all times, and with His encouragement and encouragement from close friends and family, and you listeners out there who've written me or talked to me and said some really positive things. It has been quite the journey, quite the ride. And this is one I plan. And yeah, sure, I say 30-day challenge, but the 30-day challenge is really more like the kickstart or jumpstart in a vehicle, okay? It was getting myself rejuvenated, refocused, awakened, and running again. And now, for the rest of my life, I will spend time working on that vehicle, fine-tuning it, and making it the most efficient and effective vehicle I can. Because that vehicle, i.e. my spirituality, is going to take me to the ultimate OBJ, the ultimate objective in the sky, and that's God's kingdom. All right, but let me, let me be very clear about something, very clear. All right, this isn't about doing something so I can get something from God. Okay, this is not a quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, okay? No, this is not about my deeds trying to earn my way into heaven, all right? And it's also not about me trying to make myself feel good because, you know, here's the deal. We know feelings can be finicky. They are fleeting and they are finicky, period. All right, they change just like the winds. One minute it's going west and the next it's going east. All right, listen, my, I walk through my life now with the confidence that I have been redeemed by God through the blood of Christ on the cross. Jesus died for my sins and yours and yours too, all of us, all right, so that we are forgiven. I want to say that one again. All right, Jesus died for our sins so that we are forgiven. 
All right, there's nothing I can do, not a single thing I can do to achieve this. There is no, There are no amount of prayers or deeds I can perform on this earth to make me, quote unquote, good enough for God. Okay? It's only through our faith, period. It's through our faith in Christ, the one who intercedes on our behalf. Jesus Christ intercedes. He sits at the right hand of the Father, and he intercedes on our behalf. Okay? It's through that that we're redeemed and we're forgiven in the eyes of God. That's it, period. Mission accomplished. Quote, but the Lord looks at the heart. Okay. From the previous the verse above, from 1 Samuel. All right, here's where I've been praying and working every day for myself, for my cleansing for God. All right. To rid myself of doubt, to rid myself of fear, to rid myself of shame, to rid myself of guilt. Because if we don't rid ourselves of these things, yet proclaim we have faith. Oh, if I feel guilty, if I feel shame, if I feel all these negative things, yet I claim to have faith, we're double-minded in God's eyes. We are double-minded. We betray the words that we say, or we betray the faith that we say we have. And then we lack true faith. Okay? And listen, don't try to hide because God knows your heart. Speaking of heart, God knows it. He knows what's inside of us. You can hide in a dark corner in your basement, and he knows what's in your heart. Okay, so we need to work and cleanse ourselves, which is what Pat's been doing. We need to cleanse ourselves of these curses, of this evil within our spirit, because God does not want this inside of us. He doesn't. He wants our hearts full of his love and encouragement. Okay, it is the evil one, the devil, Satan, whatever you want, however you want to refer to the evil. The devil wants us to fraught with this guilt. Oh, he wants us to feel this shame, and he wants to lead us astray which takes us away from God, very far away, and into the pig pen of life. All right, my brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you, be free, be free. Feel that freedom of all of those thoughts and feelings. Get rid of the shame, get rid of the guilt, and there are ways to do it, scriptures to read. Cleanse your spirit. Clean your spiritual weapons of the proverbial, you know, carbon buildup like in your, in your rifles, okay? Cleanse yourself of the dust and the dirt that, you know, accumulates in that 50 cal when you're riding through the desert of life. Right, get rid of it. Clean it. You have the choice. You can do it. All right. Let your weapons be functional. Let them be efficient and effective. Let them, let them be sharp. Let them be ready. Why? So you can do God's bidding. All right. So this has been my spiritual cleansing the past 13 days. And this is my spiritual journey for the rest of my life. Okay. Because it doesn't end in 30 days. All right. I do this as a finite amount of time so I can speak to you about the, in that finite amount of time, the miraculous and amazing things that can happen in that finite short amount of time. All right, I felt myself being awakened every single day by the Lord and the re in just really in cool, unique ways, okay? If you get anything out of this, of this whole podcast, and I want to talk about the physical aspects of this cleansing too, because that's for God also. But if you get one thing out of this podcast, let it be this, my friends, let it be this. You too can be redeemed by the blood of Christ. I say again over, you too can be redeemed by the blood of Christ. Okay, all you need to do is believe. All you need to do is believe. You only need to have uninhibited faith that Christ died for our sins and that we are forgiven. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to go to confession. You don't need to go to communion. You don't need to help an old lady walk across the street. You need to believe and have that faith, not be double-minded. You just need to believe. And you can. You can. Begin with your scriptures. That is your guidebook. I always tell you, it's your map and compass and GPS, your flash. It's everything. It's your light to the path that God wants you to walk on. Begin by believing. Pray. Pray daily. Pray numerous times a day. Pray for everything. I assure you, okay, 
I assure you, you will see the difference. You will see the difference in your lives very soon. Okay? Do it. I know you can. I have confidence. If you can do the things you've done in the military, you can do this. Again, the ultimate objective. All right, now I know some of you, speaking of the physical aspects of this, because I did tell you it's a spiritual and physical cleanse. All right, so some of you guys, so Pat, you talked about our physical cleansing too. What's that all about? Why is that godly? Well, okay, yeah, I did. I didn't, why do you ask? Well, well, you know, you thought the verse above says that the outward appearance is not important, and it's all about the heart. I, I don't really don't know where that uh, that that uh, voiceover comes from. All right, but anyway, on a serious note, yeah, sure, very true. The heart is the most important. But you know what, though? It doesn't allow us to abuse and ignore the physical gifts that God has given us, does it? All right? We were given these bodies by God. All right? Think about it. Well, before we go, let's talk about a scripture that refers to that, okay? So here's what it says. We're in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So whatever you do, eat or drink, doesn't matter. Do it to the glory of God. All right? So let me ask you a question. Raise your hand if you've ever done physical fitness or had, a, had to run a PFT, physical fitness test, in the military. All right, raise your hand. I right, got mine up there. Okay. Yeah, if you're a veteran, you darn heck. Yeah, you've run a PFT. All right, cops out there, I know you've run a PT test in the academy. All right, why do we do that? Why do we have physical fitness standards and physical fitness tests in the military and in law enforcement? All right, well, some say, you know, maybe to weed some of the people out the week that really don't belong. Okay, yeah, sure, I get that. Maybe a little, all right, because it's not for everyone. That's true, it's not. All right, but why do we need to be physically fit in our military jobs? Why? What's the importance of that? Well, okay, sure, I, I'm a former infantryman, uh, former special operations soldier. You know, I, I can go on and on about times we had to be physically fit, etc. I mean, trying to get myself into a hide site on the top of an Afghanistan mountain, yeah, okay. Takes a little bit of fitness and endurance. Gotcha. T for train. All right. Waiting across the Helmand River in the middle of the night to go hit a target. Yeah. Okay. Hope you notice know him. All right. Or running down uh, uh, IED makers, you know, doing some uh, helioborne interdiction ops at Mosul, you know, flying in and jumping off the bird and running these, these, these yahoos down, taking care of business. Okay. Sure. It takes a lot of physical fitness for that specifically. But what about my guy or gal out there? Say you're an aircraft mechanic or you're an admin clerk, or you're a dental assistant. All right, I get it. You know, why, why the big stress on PT and physical fitness? I mean, you, you work in an office. I mean, you help clean people's teeth, or you make sure that, you know, you're in the S1, and you make sure pay is squared away, or people's reds and deers, etc. You know, you're making sure that F-35 strike fighters uh, all, all prepared for a mission, but, you know, you're not chasing Taliban down the Helmand River, Al-Qaeda, across the deserts of Iraq, all right? What, what, why, why do you still have to have the same physical fitness level of a, you know, a Green Beret or, or something like that? All right. To me, it's pretty simple. All right. A higher level, a higher level of physical fitness all right, provides numerous, numerous benefits all right? beyond, beyond how we look and how we feel about how we look and all that kind of stuff. Right? Studies, numerous studies. I'm right? not going to go into it. This isn't a physical fitness uh, podcast, but numerous studies. Uh, Studies prove that exercise, it helps things such as, uh, keeps us mentally sharper, helps reduce and manage stress, it can make us feel more relaxed, which in turn can help us sleep better. Need, need your eight hours, boys and girls, okay? So that being said, how much more effective at your job will you be if you're, if you're more physically fit? I mean, that, I think the answer is pretty simple. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. I am not. You keep that fitness up, you're going to be better at your job. Well, then some of you ask, 
Well, Pat, you know, that's all well and good, but seriously, I thought this podcast was about God and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I'm getting there. Patience, young Jedi, patience. All right, so let me ask you a question. Who gave us these amazing earth suits that we call our bodies? All right, who designed them? Who gave us the abilities that we have to be creative and invent things and run and jump and swim? Who gave us the brain power to build airplanes and spaceships and solve earthly mysteries? Okay, physics. <laughs> That's like magic to me. Amazing that people can do it. All right, God did all that. He gave us all that. He gave us these bodies. He gave us those capabilities. All right? And remember, it says in the verse above, do all to the glory of God. Therefore, do all to the glory of God. So what does that tell you? Abuse your body, you disrespect God. Or honor God by keeping yourself fit, keeping yourself sharp so you can do good things. That's an obligation we have. We have an obligation to take care of ourselves physically, if for no other reason to honor God. Because this is what Veterans Vigil is about, putting God at the center of our lives. Period. In all ways, not just your spiritual life by reading the good book and doing you know, and helping people in the world and by praying and being a believer and having that faith. But we have a physical being that God gave us and every one of us is different and every one of us has different talents and attributes and we should use those and take those strengths and do good in the world. Not for deeds to earn things because again, I just talked about that. It's not the way it works. But to honor God, if for any other reason, go for a run, see the sights of the world, see the forest, the mountains, the deserts, the oceans that God created for us, and enjoy it. Take a moment and pause and say, God, thank you for giving me the ability to be here on this earth, to see these beautiful things, and to allow me to have the physical capabilities to be out here, if for no other reason. And it honors God, and it's a big, giant thank you. And that's what you should do. Okay? But there's more reasons than that, all right? Think about this. If you're fit, you're more prepared to care for your family, protect them. God forbid someone should break in your house. You better have some fitness to get up or down the stairs to take care of business, especially you men out there, right? What else? Well, uh, protect your family. Uh, if you're more fit, theoretically, okay, you, can, you will live longer and you can be there for all those amazing moments in life. You can be there for your kids growing up, when they go to college, when they get married and, and meet your grandkids and know your grandkids, all right? I mean, I, I have a seven-year-old daughter. I can't imagine her, imagine her being an adult, but I, I, I do think about those days, and I want to be here for those days. All right, if you're more fit, all right, you'll be mentally sharper and stronger and prepared and ready to do battle with the evil one, all right? Because the evil and the, the evil one and his minions, they, they, they lurk around every corner. And if you get a little bit of booze in your head and you're you know, a little weak, you're tired, you're not fit, you're a little overweight, and you're just not as sharp, and... You know, that evil, it doesn't come in a full-blown, you know, frontal assault or, you know, a, you know, a small arms or RPG ambush, right? It comes in little subtle ways. And the sharper you are, the more clear-headed you are, the more ready you are for it. All right? If you're more fit, you have that energy to give to others instead of being on survival mode. If, if you're barely making it physically on a daily basis because you're overweight and you're not eating well and not taking care of yourself or you're hitting the booze or the pills, you're not sleeping... You have too much stress in your life. You can barely manage the work in front of you because you haven't managed your stress. All right, then you're on survival mode. You can't help anyone else. All right. The bottom line. The bottom line up front is this: If you're physically fit, you can do more for God. Period. That's all there is to it. So that's why I did the 30-day cleansing for God challenge. To first and foremost, cleansing my spiritual life to make sure I was clean and, and pure, as pure as I can be as a human, because I'm still human and a sinner, as pure and clean as I can be in the eyes of God. 
and secondly, in my physical body, because if I take care of the physical aspect, if I can get back in shape, if I can drop the weight, running, lifting, doing the things that I know I can do and that I have talents in, then I'll be more efficient and effective for God. And I'll be a sharp, clean instrument, a weapon for God in this world. Not in the taking life away kind of way, but you know what I mean, okay? Spiritual weapon. So that's what we have to be. We're here for God, not the other way around. Okay? All right, so what does physically fit mean? All right, let's break that down a little bit. All right, here, here are some just one paragraph, two paragraphs of talking about fitness. Okay, let's start with how you eat. All right, it means eating food that God designed us to eat. All right, well, you can talk about this biologically, genetically, etc. But bottom line is this, meat, I eat meat, fish, poultry, pork, veggies, occasionally fruit because they're high in sugars. Yes, natural sugars, but nonetheless, sugars and sugar makes it fat, i.e. carbohydrates. All right, it means exercising. Exercise within your means, though. You don't have to run a six-minute mile if you can. God bless you. I haven't seen that in quite some time. Go go, get on with your bad self. All right, but exercising within your means and capabilities. All right, walk, run, swim, bike, lift weights, play squash. I don't care. Do something. All right, there are veterans out there missing limbs right now. A couple personal friends of mine missing limbs, both legs below the knees. And God bless them. They're out there doing stuff. They're out there competing in the CrossFit Games. They, I know a retired Special Forces major. He has ran with the Bulls last month. Ran with the Bulls in Spain, and he's legally blind. Okay? And yes, he made it. All right? Yes, SF guys do some wacky stuff. But God bless them. All right? They play ice hockey. All right? Have you see, you've seen the, uh, the Paralympics? They play ice hockey. I mean, come on. What's your excuse if you're fully physically functional capable? Okay? And if you're not, then figure out a way, solve the problem. And there's something that you can do to stay physically fit, okay? No excuses. Do something, anything to move your body on a daily basis. Let me tell you another aspect that we don't think about, and this is we, myself included, are all guilty of. All right, it also means eliminating unneeded stress in your life. And think about this. Let's be honest. That should be all of your stress because, listen, God is the ultimate, ultimate healer of stress. He can take care of it. Why are we worrying? Look at the birds in the skies. Are they fed? Do they have shelter? Yes. Some little sparrow out there is living in the tree in my front yard. He's got food and shelter. Do you think God cares just a little bit more about us, the ones he created in his image, than that little sparrow? I think so. So don't worry. Tomorrow has enough problems of its own. Just don't worry. Let God put all of your worries at the foot of the cross and let God take care of it. Boom. Done. All right, so for me, my stress, a big stressor I've had, toxic people, all right, toxic people, all right. So I made a conscious decision, no more put toxic people out of my life and only use individual, you can know what that means, because God doesn't require me to drink poison on a daily basis by being around negative and ungodly people, especially, especially ungodly people. I quote Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. All right, being around fools or idiots, it means the same, and unbelievers, it'll bring you down. It's that simple. It could be friends, family, teammates, even a spouse. I hate to say it. All right, you cannot change them. All right, you can't do it. Don't even you for a second try to change someone else's behavior. That's not on you. That's on them. Only they can make that decision to come to God and find their true godly self. You can't do it. You can pray for them. You can give them suggestions, but you cannot make them make the decision spiritually. You have to let them do it. Keep them in your prayers, 
but don't drink that poison by being around them. It will, you will fall as far and as fast as they do. That I assure you, all right? So that kind of talks about my spiritual cleansing, the physical cleansing, all right? Physically, uh, just you know, talk about what's happened to me in the last 13 days. I lost 10 pounds. Uh, I started running and lifting again. Feels so good. It hurts in a good way, but oh boy, it feels good. And I'm now sleeping a solid eight hours a night, which is so good. And at my age of 45, I need that, especially with the increase in physical activity. I have more energy on a daily basis. I feel my mind is clear and sharper to do things and do things and wonderful things uh, in God's name, the things that he wants me to do. Uh, but the coolest part about all this is it, it puts God at the center of my life, which again is the purpose, is the central purpose of Veterans Vigil, to reach out to everyone out there, especially my veterans, my, my beloved veterans, guys and gals out there, to put God at the center of our lives, not be ashamed, not be afraid of it, but to embrace that and be a light to the world, okay? I know it honors God. And, you know, what's really cool is that all this, these last 13 days, they've seemed effortless, right? Anyone ever started to diet or to get back on a, you know, a physical fitness regimen, sometimes it's a struggle. This doesn't seem like it at all. This has been effortless, and I know it's all because of God. It doesn't feel like a chore. You know what it feels like? It feels like a mission. And I've always been very mission-focused, especially, you know, in the military. We're very mission-focused. I mean, that's everything has a mission. We literally have mission statements when we go out and do stuff. So I've been a very mission-focused fellow. So this is a mission to me, and it's not just the 30 days, y'all. And I'll talk about when I wrap this up in, in two weeks and where I'm going forward uh, after this cleansing for God is uh, challenges uh, over, I guess, uh, but what it means from that point forward. But until then, it's, it's a mission. It's my mission for life. All right. And as a veteran, like I said, you know, it, it appeals to my sense of, you know, you know, having been a military guy and what I want to do. So please, please, first and foremost, for God, for yourselves and for your family, you know, make better life choices, make better life choices spiritually, make better life choices physically, all right? Take care of those wonderful bodies God has given us, and whatever you do with them, by eating properly, by, you know, being physically fit, taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. I mean, you honor God by doing that. You really do. Okay, so that's a wrap. Keeping your weapon clean, part two, spiritually, cleansing your body. All right, so what's <laughs> cleansing yourself spiritually and then cleansing your, your, your body. Uh, very important things to do. Uh, to review, we had scriptures today from uh, Corinthians and Samuel. From Corinthians, we have 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 31, and 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. Okay, Get into your Bibles, read it, and believe it, and have your faith. All right. As usual, I want to thank all of you for listening today and for being a part of uh, the Veterans Vigil family. Head on over to our Facebook, please, at Veterans Vigil, and uh, leave some comments or questions you may have. All right, you can also email me directly, pat at veteransvigil.com. All right, pat at veteransvigil.com if you have any questions or comments. All right, today's podcast will also be on YouTube if you want to see my face. I don't know if I said that, but I uh, did video record tape this. I guess we don't have tape anymore. So, yeah, if you want to look at my pretty face for, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes, yeah, go on, check it out. Um, what else we got here? Uh... All right, website. Website's up and running, looking prettier by the day, thanks to our producer. Uh, check it out. It's at veteransvigil.com. Yes, there's a www.veteransvigil.com. Uh, cruise around the website, see the content. Uh, we're adding stuff daily. Uh, one thing I am looking for, uh, topics to discuss, all right, because I have a notebook full of topics. But listen, this isn't about me and, and Pat's world. This is about us as believers in Christ. 
And if you have stuff out there I may have, may not have thought of, throw it out there. We'll put it up there. I'm also looking uh, for folks who, you know, if you think you have a compelling story, you want to talk about something very important to you, I am open to interviews. I love, I love, I love the interviews. We haven't started yet. Still working on the IT aspect of it, but we're going to be there very soon. So if you want to volunteer for an interview, we'll be glad to have and glad to chat with you. And we'll knock that out and see about making that happen. All right, tomorrow's podcast is titled The Camouflaged Christian. What's that all about? All right, I'll be talking about true believers, okay, my Christian believers out there, or folks who are wavering their belief, or maybe you don't believe. It doesn't matter. But bottom line is you don't feel confident or comfortable with faith, with your Christian faith in today's world, and specifically in the military, for whatever reason. All right, and I'm going to talk about what those reasons are. Uh, you may feel like that. Uh, I'll talk about uh, what that means and what it looks like. And more importantly, I'm going to talk to you all and try to give you some tools to overcome it, all right? Because we can't be ashamed to be Christians. We can't let anyone shame us. We can't let this world, uh, that can be very dark at times, do anything to preclude us or get in the way of our relationship with God and our belief in Jesus Christ as our Savior. All right, so tune in. It's going to be a great chat, real fun chat. Okay, also, to my folks out there hurting, bottom line is this. You may be having a rough day. You may be having a rough life. Please reach out to your battle buddy, reach out to a, a friend from home, your pastor, a mentor, uh, your platoon sergeant, your commander, uh, your spouse, you know, your adult children. You know, reach out to someone, you know, a brother or sister at your church, all right? But for some reason, if you're feeling alone and isolated, there's always somewhere to go. You can call the Veterans Crisis Line, all right? You can talk to a counselor. Just call 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. 8255 dial one and it, it'll get you to a counselor and they're open 24 hours a day if you want to do it the impersonal way uh, you can text them also at 838-255-838-255 or go to the website veteranscrisisline.net and top right corner you'll see a live chat hit that and you can do a live chat with someone okay bottom line is uh, god loves you and we love you and uh, we want you here don't do anything by your own hands to take yourself from uh, from this this world okay don't do it that's god's choice not yours all right Listen, thanks again, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, don't forget, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your powder dry, keep your blade sharp. Be blessed, everyone. Know we love you. And most importantly, know that God loves you. All right, this is Pat from Veterans Vigil. Over and out.